Hi everybody, it's Ashley back with Dollar Dollar Bills and today we are talking about tools and templates that I use myself to manage my own budget. This is very, very specific to the kind of your monthly expenses versus income um, so that you can, you know, track what you're doing again on a daily, weekly, monthly basis and make sure you are spending less than you're bringing in because that is kind of key to everything. That's a fundamental habit that I want you guys to have. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit uh, today about the tools that I use and some of the tools that are out there that I've used before, and I'll give you some uh, some kind of reviews and recommendations. And then, uh, yeah, we can we can talk um, in specific detail and give some examples of the Excel that I've created for for my own use. So, just to get into that uh, quickly, I use a very very basic Excel. It is it has a little bit of uh, some uh, functionality and average functionality so I can see not only the sum of my columns, which each, each column is a month of the year, and I break it down into um, kind of a matrix per year. So I'll have one matrix and then once we hit you know about January of the next year, I'll create another matrix below that first matrix. And then the rows will be you know kind of big buckets that I wanna capture. So the key there is um, I like to keep it small enough so I don't wanna have too many rows where I have to scroll a lot because that's hard for me to visually manage on my laptop. But I wanna make sure and capture in the rows the things that are reoccurring. Things that are reoccurring, uh, to itemize those out is key because one, you can see trends if things are increasing and they shouldn't be, but you can also start putting that in. You can pre-populate that for the year. So let's say you have, um, you know, for example, my internet is like $50 a month. So what I'll do is I'll put in that $50, copy and paste it, or just drag, you know, through all the months. And then I don't have to populate that. And it's already contributing to my, my sum at the bottom or the bottom of each column, which is the bottom of each month per month for the year. So, um, but I think it's nice to understand what is reoccurring versus what is kind of one time. So what I'll do with that is I will, I will kind of just put in like an other bucket. Over the years, I've split some of that stuff out. So if I'm spending, if it's not gas or car insurance, but it's kind of something additional, I'll have like a car miscellaneous row because oftentimes I'll have expenses for maintenance, you know, or maybe I get my car washed and I want to separate that out. The same thing happens with like travel. Like I'll have a separate travel uh, row because for me, travel, one, it tends to be a big expense and then it tends to happen a couple times a year for me if I'm contributing money towards a vacation. Whether it's booking flights, booking hotels, um, actually spending money on that vacation, all, all that gets allocated in its own travel row. But the kind of other miscellaneous is gonna be, for me at least, you know, if I'm going out to eat, if I'm buying a drink at a bar, if, you know, if I'm usually if I'm going out and, and spending money that isn't allocated what I would consider towards my my needs, you know, groceries is a separate call is a separate row. But but essentially it's anything else I spend money on. So if I spend money on Amazon and I buy, I don't know, maybe you know, for example, we, we had to replace our TV. So that will go towards my kind of miscellaneous budget for the month which I have a budget towards. So I try 
I try and keep all of my um, rows at a certain budget that I pre-allocate. And then that helps me to understand how much of a total budget I have for the month, which is determined based on our total incomes. So for example, in full transparency and honesty, right now our budget per month is $8,000. That's what we can spend on everything. That is needs, that is wants, everything. And then what we bring home, and it actually just increased this year because of raises and and so on and so forth, we bring in $14,000 a month. So that is a $6,000 difference and that $6,000 is, you know, savings that we can allocate towards our emergency fund, towards retirement, maybe towards our son's, um, you know, uh, college fund, towards an emergency fund for him, towards travel, etc. So that's money towards investments too. So that's money that we can allocate um, appropriately. So the benefit and the and so for me, I don't have a I don't have a strong rule of thumb because I think that's that's pretty high. I'm very aggressive in terms of what I want to spend versus what I want to save. We're not quite there yet. My ideal is that our budget, what we spend per month comes out of one income. And then the second income we can fully save and fully invest in, we can fully use to to make it work for us and have our emergency fund on top of that. So that's pretty aggressive. I don't think everyone needs to be at at that place. We're not even there yet. But I do think if you can manage to save, you know, at least $500 a month, maybe up to $2,000, that would be great. Um, so think of that when you're, when you're allocating both the row column budgets and your full column monthly budgets. Just keep that in mind. It's always good to have kind of a separate tab where, where you have your allocated budgets and then reality. So our reality is, is what I fill in. And so, so what happens is I have this, this, um, this Excel and this, this matrix that I created and it's manual. And I know there's a lot of things out there that aren't manual. And I know when you think manual and you think 2021, they don't really coincide. I'm young. You would think I would have something a little more automated. Well, I'll tell you in a, in a minute why I don't use anything automated. I'll go into details about some of the automated ones I've used and why I dislike them. But the reason that I manually input, so what I do is I, I, I open my Excel, and I do this weekly. I open my Excel and I, I take a timestamp of when I last updated it, and I check, I have two credit cards, I used to have three. Three's ideal, but I'm weird, and I, I already have one that I don't use a lot, and I, I don't like to have more than more than one that I, that's idle. So I I ended up dropping one years ago. I have two credit cards and then my main bank account. So I'll check all three of those and manually record my activity over the last week. And so that allows me to do a few things. One, it allows me to manually bucket the things I want manually bucketed and where. So for example, if I spend money at the grocery store. Um, and then I spend money, um, you know, I'm out with my parents and my son and we, uh, grab drinks somewhere and I, you know, I pay for a round that round will go into like my miscellaneous, whereas the groceries, um, you know, my HEB run will go into my grocery tab, my grocery row. Same thing. Let's say I get $30 in gas that will go towards gas, so on and so forth. We'll have our pre-populated mortgage payment there. We will make sure and put in our utilities, uh, what we're spending on um, on energy and then uh, electricity, 
Uh, and then what we're spending on water, which includes trash, of course. And then on top of that, you know, everything else that comes up, you know, for example, this month, I want to spend money on one of my cats. He needs a new, he needs a new cat bed because his is disgusting and I don't want to clean it. <laughs> so I will make sure and, you know, probably go to Walmart and find one for 15 bucks, whatever, 20 bucks, um, and allocate that towards, uh, either miscellaneous. I do have a pets row. And I think if you have dogs or, um, something larger than a cat, something that requires regular vet visits, I would, I would kind of parse out a, a vet row because normally anything that has some form or fashion of reoccurring expenses, if it's more than like four times a year that you have to do something towards that dedicated bucket, I would create a separate row for it. But, but anyway, so that's what I do is I go through, I open up all my, essentially all my credit card and, um, and, and debit card or bank accounts. And I look at my activity and I record it. What I also do is at the bottom, I'll have a sum of the, of the month. So I'll be able to see in real time as I'm putting it in what it's at. So let's say, you know, for example, we're halfway through the month and just again, by the way, if there's anything reoccurring that I know is a, is a consistent reoccurring bill, such as the mortgage that will already be in there. So, so in, so midway through the month, the good thing is I know most probably 75% of my of my bills are already being um accounted for in my monthly in my monthly total. So, let's say for example, my my goal is 8,000. Well, we're probably already at 6,000, 6,500 halfway through the month. So that means I have another $1,500 that we can spend appropriately, you know, for that month. Well, that will in, include gas, groceries, so on and so forth, other things we might need, maybe other, you know, onesie twosie uh, food, uh, food items, or maybe, maybe going out with friends, maybe going out to dinner. So, so accounting for all those things, but I can do that in real time and I can see where I'm at. The other thing that I like to do is right below that sum is I like to put in our, our monthly income. And then right below that I put in, um, and it'll be, It'll be conditionally formatted along with the sum of the monthly spend. It'll be, it'll show red or, or green based on, you know, how much excess we have each month, which by the way, mine is always green. Um, it'll fluctuate in the number, but we never, ever, ever spend more than we bring in a month ever. And I, I do attribute that a lot to having a big gap between our our you know budget that we've allocated and our monthly income and I think that helps a lot because if we do go over our budget which I do and I have actually last year I went I went over it six months out of the year so it was half the year I went over our budget but it was not too much it was you know between a hundred dollars maybe less than that probably between thirty dollars over and at most fifteen hundred dollars over Again, that was we had a, we had a couple pretty bad months, but we're able to see one. I conditionally format the the budget monthly, so you can see how much over or under you are, and then you can also see how much excess you have, which essentially is just how much you can save. And then at the end of those rows, I'll do a total, so we'll be able to see, you know, how much we in real time are spending per year, not just per month, but per year, and how much in real time we're bringing in per year. And how much real time we're saving per year. So there's a multitude of things that I've created in this tool and in this template so that you can see a few different things. And that really helps you analyze more than just, you know, are my expenses and are is my income enough? 
Um, am I spending too much or too, you know, could I be spending more? It's more, it more helps you identify and plan for long-term decisions and goals too, right? So if I'm looking back, cause I can look retrospectively back at these things too, cause I've done it since 2014. If I look back and I see, wow, every year I'm saving about $40,000. That's pretty good. But let's say my emergency fund isn't quite there yet. I can say, okay, future looking, if I spend, if I save about 40,000 a year, let's say I need another 10,000 to meet my emergency fund goals. And I want to do that by the next year because that will make me feel safe and secure. I will spend next year and I will allocate 10,000 of that 40,000 just to an emergency fund, right? So now I have 30,000 and maybe I want to increase my investing. So maybe I'm investing in the stock market. I'm investing in uh, mutual funds or ETFs or just plain stocks. And I want to increase that. So, okay, well, I've been, I've been allocating about 500 a month towards that. Maybe I can do 700 a month next year. Maybe we want to diversify a bit more. Maybe, maybe we want to look into, um, uh, you know, real estate. Maybe we want to look into, you know, safer real estate options. It's not buying a house and then renting it out. Um, it's not an investment property, but maybe a piece of an investment property. They have, um, uh, different vehicles that we can do that now. And, and it's not, you're not investing a ton of money. There's not a ton of money you need to put down, not a huge loan you need to acquire. You can do that. You can say, okay, cool. Well, I have this much money that I want to put towards that. I have this much money now that I want to put towards, you know, my, my kid's education or my kid's emergency fund or my kid's future car. You're able to break down that money and make very, very tangible decisions and set goals. And this also kind of goes back to, goal setting for the year, goal setting for, you know, mid and, and long-term goals. So there's so many things that you can do with this tool and this template. And just to kind of wrap up this podcast, again, it sounds very archaic, but I think there's something very valuable in sitting down and touching your transactions and digitally touching your money and what you're spending it on per month. At minimum per month, maximum per week, because then it just gets too daily. But I would say the sweet spot is every other week. Sit down, look at your credit card statements. Um, you know, look at your transactions, look at your bank account, um, look at wherever money's being pulled out of and see how much you're actually spending and, and start to manually bucket it. I feel like there's, you know, there's ways that you can automatically bucket. Um, I've used, um, mint, I used Mint for about six months and I just ended up trashing it. Not to trash or downplay Mint. I think Mint's really good for people who don't do this at all and that who just need something generally to, to gauge where they're spending money and how they need to maybe scale back a bit. My problem with a lot of these automated accounts is one, I like to look at every transaction to make sure I'm not being charged for something I shouldn't. And to, to make sure that I know where every transaction is coming from. There, you, I can't even tell you how much money I've saved myself by seeing that, for example, this is, these are small, small amounts, but they add up. I was being charged every single month from Amazon for uh, an AMC Plus channel that I never, never signed up for. I never asked for. And then lately, I've been charged for a Showtime one. I don't know why it's happening or where it's coming from but they were charging me $9 a month for this. I probably wouldn't have seen that if I was using an automated version. And because a lot of those, it's just 
are you, are you staying within your kind of overall general, you know, financial goals and budgets? And that's fine. I think it's a good place to start. And it's good if you really don't have the time, dedication, and ability to sit down and look at your money. But that's the first thing. I think one is it doesn't, it doesn't force you to deep dive on your money and on your transactions. It really just gives you a way to easily kind of link up your, uh, your accounts, your credit card accounts, but also your bank account. And it feeds the money all into one place. So it does show you kind of generally where your spending is, how much you're spending. But it doesn't give you, it doesn't force you to have that granular discipline of, of diving into your money and making sure, you know, you're not being overcharged for something and you're not paying more for something and you're not paying a recurring amount for something you never even signed up for. Secondly, I like to manually bucket. And I think I've said it a few times now, I manually bucket everything. And it's so important because it's good. It, it allows you to, to bucket in a way that makes sense for you. So it allows you to pull things into certain specific rows and track it so you can see you know, how you trend, how much you're spending in that one row versus how much you're spending total a month and where you can cut down if needed and where you can improve. So I can't tell you how many times I would go in and open my mint and it was for some, you know, random restaurant and it dumped it into something related to, I can't even remember, but it was, it was something that didn't make any sense. And it started to bucket things in a way that didn't make any sense to me. And I was having to go in and manually change them anyways. So for me, if I'm going to have to go in and manually fix something, change it, rearrange, why not take full control of that and do it myself in a very simple Excel template that I've created kind of over the years. I love it. I've actually had, you know, a couple family members and friends ask me for it. So I've, I've provided it to them. And I think it really helps you, again, manually track and manually identify where, where you're doing well and where you're not. And so that's why I think I think as a starting point, if you really don't have the time to do this, which everyone should make the time to do it, yes, you can just do some some automated um, budgeting tool. Actually, one of my goals, if I can um, get more into this as a, an actual career, is to create my own tool because I do appreciate the convenience of automation. I think we need to use it to our advantage, and and you know everything is. It's 2021, sorry, 2022, and we're now at the point where we can easily manage um, things and use technology to our advantage. So I would like to create my own tool that does a better job of of bucketing and and some of those things and forces some, some granular deep dives and exposure. But until then, I'm going to use my manual Excel file. So again, I just wanted to give you guys a concept of what I use as a tool, um, this is very specific to your, you know, monthly monthly spend, so your expenses and your income, and it really just is a first step for you to identify bad habits, bad behaviors, and maybe tweak some of those. Um, really capture them. Make sure you know what you're spending your money on, and you're not overspending in some places um, because it happens to the best of us. Um, like I said, I catch it at, if not monthly, at least once a quarter. I'll catch that somebody has charged me incorrectly for something. And it just helps you take control, full control of your money. And again, it goes back to respecting your money, respecting yourself and taking charge and responsibility and accountability for your, for your own money and for your building of wealth. This is the first step to building true and long lasting wealth.
So this is all I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Hope you enjoyed it. Looking forward to talk to you guys more on Dollar Dollar Bills. See you soon.